You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 9, episode 37. Uh, I'm John, and we've got John on as well. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, well. <laughs> aye, all right, aye. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Chris, how you doing? Better than you. Aye, well, aye. Shit happens. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> aye. It's been a pretty busy week in Scottish football, hasn't it? Moving on swiftly, aye. Moving on swiftly, aye. Aye, it was another one of the midweeks, and then... Uh, what weekend? Can I, but why? Why do we keep ending up with these double header weeks? It's like Celtic have got was it a winter break and stuff like that? Right. Right. Celtic have got a midweek off this week for the first time since about July. <laughs> <laughs> the problem Which is with us is that we keep on playing these midweek fixtures when the weather's pish. Aye, exactly. As opposed to play it when the weather's like decent. Huh? Football, yeah. football fans are going regularly. Which is not the three of us. Um, must be absolutely rooked if they're going to all the matches recently. Because we see the ridiculous part of this. I see when we get to the spot, we'll just play one game a week. We'll not be any midweek fishers, so what's the point? Just use the better weather. Just try to see some of football. That'd be You probably could even count in that here, but there'd still probably be games called off somehow. Oh, I definitely. I, I remember there, I remember there being a quite big clamour for Scottish football and switching to summer football a, a few years ago. And about yeah. two weeks later, there was a, a friendly called off at Easter Road because it was flooded. <laughs> it was July. <laughs> Aye, plus you know what it's like in Scotland. Folk complain about weather no matter what it is. So you'd have summer football. It'd be a great day. Oh, it's too hot. Too hot. Oh, I can't. Oh, too hot. Bloody hell. <laughs> Get a grip. But I, the football, last Tuesday... I don't we seen that one coming, did we? Paul certainly didn't when we had him on. Uh, he was talking about how... Because obviously the, the Derby's um, one of the semi-finals and he was talking about how quite fancy side to Celtic playing Hibs in the final in the Scottish Cup. Obviously when a Celtic fan, he wants Celtic to win the Aberdeen game. But he was, he was very adamant that Hibs, much better team, Jack Lewis, really good manager, Hearts going nowhere. Um, uh, not according to this game. <laughs> and actually, on, Hibs are unbeaten against Hearts this season. No, they're not. That's second Hearts win at Easter Road. Huh? Hearts have it's only no, Hearts second no, away win the season. Not against Hibs. I mean, uh, no, because Hibs beat Hibs. Hearts at Christmas. Aye. Did they? Aye. Bloody someone said in the bloody. That's what I get for taking second information. Is it maybe? See when in doubt, ask me Stato over there. Uh, nah. we, we know. <laughs> Just bloody edit that bit out. <laughs> I forgot about that game. No, I'm pretty sure in sports and they'd said that they were bloody unbeaten. Aye, well. No, it's Hearts have only had two games all season and that's Hearts the Hearts have won against Hibs. Both games. See, see if Hearts could play Hibs away and Rangers at home every week. They will be absolutely fine. They'd probably lead champions but the problem is that they're not doing it against everyone else and they've only had one win against the sides in the bottom six. But they're not. Yeah, they're the first thing is well keep up. Yeah, the funny thing is as well, they keep on thinking that they're off the bottom and then we plucky Hamilton come along and steal their thunder. So. Aye, because I, cause, I mean, that was a great result for Hearts. Um, fully deserved, too. Um, mm-hmm. Only for Hamilton to come and, as you say, steal their thunder the following day. Yes. I think they said that was only Hamilton's second win at Ibrox in 94 years. But it's a second win in three, so... It <laughs> <laughs> might be a second league win. They don't do it all. No, they, um, they did beat Rangers in the league a couple of years ago, which I think was the first time in like, 89, 91, whatever years it was. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously we all know that Hamilton beat them in the Scottish Cup in 87, but yeah. other um, no league wins since then up until I think it was 2017. They won 2-0 because that was the game where Rangers ended up buying Greg Docherty a couple of months later. But... Um, but yeah, it was that's the only goal I saw all midweek last week. It was just a crazy week, and uh, obviously because it was doing the round in Twitter. Um, and yeah, comedy Goldson. Um, sorry, soccer guy, I had to steal it, but uh, shocking defence. But I think Tavernier's just as culpable. He's leaving it in the oh, first aye. place. Just one of you, 
deal. Aye, it was a comedy of errors for that goal because like, they just never got it clear properly. Um, Goldson's the one that's been packed on, but uh, I mean, it's, it's a good finish. <laughs> you know, give him credit where it's due, but um, aye, it was just ridiculous for Rangers because they had plenty of chances in this game to, to score itself, but Southwood and the Hamilton goal played really well. So. But I think James Tavney will be regretting, uh, you know, his comments getting into the Rangers programme. But Stephen Gerrard put that down to, um, what was it, um, just one of the moments. What about the sub-editor who's supposed to be looking at the comments mm-hmm. and saying, do you want to maybe take that out? So... <laughs> Tossing folk under a bush. I had to laugh when I seen no, the, the rumours saying that Rangers are dropping a price for Tavernier to £4 million. Who, Who's even paying £4 million in the first place? Aye, <laughs> I you know, well... I suppose like Barisic is worth £22 million, so... Ah, I've seen that, no. It's like fantasy football. Figures here. Jim Trainer, um, working overtime again. Watch, you'll get taken off there. This isn't the BBC, I can see what I want. Aye, it's happening. Aye, it was an odd game. And this podcast will go out tonight. Aye, exactly. I want the... BBC Sports Good one. Ah, it was an odd game for um, Rangers because they went early on in the game had the, the eighth minute round of applause for uh, Stephen Gerrard showing their back into the manager and by the end of the game they were booing everybody on the park. Um, I think the so fans will seem to still be with Gerrard or certainly nobody players though. Seems to be the players that are getting all the criticism. I don't know whether there's many folk Rangers fans questioning Gerrard as such but the European run's obviously helping out with that. Oh aye, I, th- I think I think on any other night, Rangers would have beat Hamilton by a few, but like I say, Southwood had a great game um, in goal. Um, there was a few decent chances with Mass. Morelis hit the bar by a header at one point. Um, there was a Saturday that Tavernier missed at any point, nine times out of ten, that would have went in. Um, I think Hadji had an effort that was deflected away as well. Just It was one of the nights where nothing quite worked for Rangers. Well, if, if this game was in isolation, it would have been bad. Don't well, talk about isolation just now. Yeah. <laughs> Coronavirus. <huh? laughs> uh, but if, because it's been happening in this really poor run of form that Rangers have had since the winter break, it's just piled on the pressure. Uh, and certainly the fact that this was all going on while well, at the same time uh, Celtic were finding themselves 2-1 down at Livingston. And the more odd game where Celtic seemed to be pretty much in control of the game uh, opened the scoring and then Fraser Foster dropped the bloody ball um, Guthrie fair point on hooked it into the net uh, got the equaliser then um, there was another moment where Julian was just lightweight against uh, Lyndon Dykes did you see Dykes saying that he enjoys playing against Julian because he thinks he can play so. aye because he can um, I'm, I like Julian I think he's a terrific player but I think he has an absolute nightmare against big strikers that can bully him off the ball. Dykes is one of them. He struggled in the, the Hamilton uh, games as well, because Ogunpo seems to uh, rattle him as well. So the way to yeah. deal with Julian is be big and just stand up to him. Because he can't handle it. He needs, he needs to work on that in his game, because if he can sort that out, he's a terrific defender otherwise, and he's certainly signed in with a few goals, um, a few big goals as well. But that's, it. that's, yeah. that's definitely his weak point. Uh, but I should have better this time than last time at Aye, because we, we, we managed to keep 11 men in the park um, and we we kind of played to Livingston's strengths in this game again um, which didn't help but in the couple of times that we didn't play to their strengths we seemed to score goals um, the, the the goal at the desk for Rodgick is a bit of a killer for Rangers who would at least have been looking over saying we might get him beat but at least Celtic aren't getting any further away from us so although Celtic dropped points in this game they stretched the lead further and it's crucial because that meant the gap went from being 12 points to 13 points or as far as Rangers are concerned that now meant they need Celtic to drop points in two separate games and not just one because if they can take obviously Rangers can take six points off Celtic in the two remaining games between the two teams and then they needed um, to win their game at hand to get the gap to another three points and then if they drop three points alright they come down to goal difference and Celtics are still pretty superior but that's still right some Rangers can do something about in the short space of time that's left in the league but now that the gap's up to 13 points it's now two games that Celtic have got to drop points and not just one it's just another example of Celtic getting points when they don't look like they're going to get them 
yeah. or getting even a result because obviously yeah. there was a, a cup game last week there was the Aberdeen game recently uh, so there's been a few cases of it and the players who can adapt to different formations whereas uh, Rangers just all seem to fit in one formation and if they, and if it doesn't work they don't really have a plan B yeah they can just keep on changing their players that play in it Aye. See, just going back to the. What you going to? Well, I was going to go back to the derby. No, I was going to go back to the derby. I was going to skim by it. Aye, so, McNulty on Claire. I've not seen anything yet about whether it's been when the hearing is. No, no, we're not the hearing because Hibs have accepted it. Hibs have accepted it, so that's uh, it. That's uh, I think it's fair enough. I think it's pretty clear he, he yeah. does he, he intentionally stamps on him, so he deserves to get the, the sanction that was given to him. The referee missed it at the time. Um, it's not had any effect on the result, obviously. Um, Hart's still going to win the game, but you want the referee to get it at the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's good to see that Hibs have just accepted it and they're not appealing it out of chance or, or spirit appeal or any of that. Yeah. It's just yeah, fair enough. Hands up. So what's Scott Allen doing? Looking for a new career as a keeper? I've no idea. <laughs> I don't know why the hands up or not. Uh, again, right decision, and, and Claire takes a penalty and sends to keep it the wrong way. He seems to have come on to a bit of a game in, in recent weeks. I can stay to come in, he's probably yeah. one of the, the stars for Hearts, aren't he? Yeah, definitely. And he's been he's back to playing in midfield now as well, actually. I'm playing kind of right mid. He's obviously done a top shift at fullback as well, but uh, he's been good. And then uh, Bazanic, go. Bazanic's got a hit. beauty. Um, he, it's like he places it into the corner. Yeah. Absolutely terrific. Right, so can I deserve for that one? I mean, um, I've not heard the Hearts TV commentary, but I'm going to believe Laurie thoroughly enjoyed that one. Well, he's got to, I enjoy it. And then the last one that they score, just a simple ball up the channel from Hickey in Washington. Gets on the end of it and cuts inside scores. That's how simple football can be sometimes. Aye, that was a good break up the park. Um, took it well so uh, I did get the consolation through Halberg um, was one of the ones that <laughs> it was the third attempt to get the ball to the line but uh, aye so by that point you knew it was a consolation yeah um, it's one of them it's a weird one because he kind of over celebrated the goal when you're 3-0 down you've just, aye, just, 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 like, just getting the ball back around to the centre so Colby does he was like pure loving it like uh, have you checked we see the score aye just, if, if, if you're a Hearts fan at the end you just laugh at that yes in fact you might sarcastically cheer it because you know you're going to win the game anyway I've done that before. Um, but I, um, as we said earlier, that's Hearts done the double at Easter Road. Apparently, that's first they've done it since 1997. Um, and as I said, they won only two away games this season in the league, both of them at Easter Road. So, yeah. They're having a funny old season, Hearts, um, as are Hibs, actually. So that was a bit of a. That put a bit of a dent in Hibs' hope for um, top six. It put a bit of a. Uh, a burst of life into Hearts at the, the bottom of the table and then obviously Hamilton went and won the following night so that <laughs> threw that off again and then all changed again this weekend um, or oh, even as well Ross County starting to get dragged into it aye um, they looked as if they were in a decent position before but now because all the teams behind them have been picking up points here and everywhere and Ross County are still losing aye they are, they are, they are pretty much dragged into it now um, I think I saw one off Motherwell. Aye, and I was after taking the lead um, yeah. in that game because somebody started pretty well for them. It was an early lead. Uh, I've got a flag for Fontaine to get the, the goal. Um, but after that, I think, it was, I think Mackay had a chance it was saved at 1 0 as well. But um, aye, O'Hara gets the equaliser on the head tennis and then um, Hilton hit the bar, I think, before Campbell put Motherwell in front. Yeah. Good, uh, good reaction from Campbell for that. Aye. Yeah, ah, he, he took it well. Um, his other goals are in. Um, and then Tony Watt turned up and scored. Um, Audrey then claimed that was his first league goal at Fur Park. Um, pretty sure Tony Watt scored in his debut for Celtic at Fur Park. Twice. Was he maybe <laughs> meaning for Motherwell? I'm assuming he means for Motherwell, aye, but he could have worded it a bit better. <laughs> You'd think he'd be good with the words after this. Like film critic stuff that he was doing. <laughs> I don't think Ross County have ever left trouble to be honest. I mean they've um conceded far too many goals. They've got a worse goal difference in the league. Um I mean they've got a 
Smokish and Hamilton uh, and Hearts are six points, but they're only three clear of uh, St. Martin at the moment, and yeah, they're still very much in there. And oh, it takes a couple of results. Um, we did the poll um, yesterday after um, the round of fixtures and um, which which teams are more like is going to get relegated from the Premiership with eight games to go. Um, 10% say Hamilton, 19% say Ross County, 23% say St Martin, and 48% Hearts of Midlothian. Um, and I, I was one of them. I I mean, I still don't know. I think Hearts are capable of getting themselves out of there. They've shown it against Rangers. They've shown it against Hibs. It's whether they can show it against the teams that actually matters against most. Um, yeah. They will get a chance on Wednesday night when they play St Martin in that game in hand. Um, but as at Paisley, that's a massive game at the bottom of the table. Um, and St Martin's form isn't exactly great at the moment. Uh, the midweek game against St Johnson was barely noteworthy. Um, <laughs> my one note is William Craig deserved his two yellows. <laughs> that's it. Um, but, I mean, St Martin then went to Celtic Park and got pumped on Saturday. Um Someone made their debut as well at that game, didn't they? <laughs> yes, I am. I am um, after several years of hanging fire and waiting until he was actually interested in football. I managed to take my son along to Celtic Park for the first time. Um, and being the boy who was born in Paisley, it seemed fun. It was his mum, that's all. Um, so I, his um, his first game was a hell of a lot better than mine because he managed to get a Lee Griffiths hat trick. Um, he's seen a penalty, five uh, 0 win. Um, the best I managed in my first game back in 1991 was taking the piss out of Mickey Weir in a nothing each drab December night <laughs> against Hibs. So that, that was better than my first game. Uh, Mines was also against St Murn, but it was at Old Love Street and Kenny McDowell scored the only goal of the game after seven minutes back in January 1990. Mines was at Tarnadice, too old to so none of us had a win in our first game. Nope. Well, worry. My son did. That's I'm happy with that. So yeah. um, if I've achieved anything in my life, that's it. So, <laughs> I've given my son a better life than I got. And obviously, <laughs> and after the game, his favourite player must be Lee Griffiths, surely. Actually, um, I asked him after the game who his favourite player was. He says, James Forrest. And I thought, I've never seen James Forrest today. And then I came back and read Twitter later on, and my son must know more about football than I do. I should get him on this podcast instead. Because <laughs> he's, he's quite weird, he's to see Forrest. He's quite weird, eh? So I think it's because of where we were in the stadium. So, and, and the, when Celtic was shooting, toward, the beer in the end that Celtic was shooting towards, but we were over his wing. So, I think James Forrest was probably the closest player to him. Um, so, that would kind of make a bit of sense. Um, but I, I mean, like I said, Forrest, everybody I read on Twitter thought he had a decent game. Um, obviously played his part in some of the goals as well. Um, the goals itself that did score, um, I don't know how Lee Griffiths ghosted in for the opener. Um, I think the Sumerian defence was just asleep. His second goal is a lovely one too, and, and he dinks over the keeper. Um, the third goal, let Edward get too much time to turn, um, and, and you don't give Edward that, because he's bound to score. Um, Griffiths effort for a better distance to the fourth goal um, great to see that and, and everybody's been mentioning it Lee Griffiths is just hitting his form just in time for Scotland Israel to be called off because of coronavirus um, but aye, I mean, <laughs> assuming that game goes ahead um, assuming Euro 2020 goes ahead who knows what's going to happen at this point um, it is great to have Lee Griffiths back on this form at this point in time mm-hmm. well definitely yeah um, yeah, I, I, the first goal was yeah, Carl McGregor for the penalty spot after Mohammed was brought down. Good to see Mohammed back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to see Griffiths um, back in form. I mean, he's proven some of his critics wrong, and I'll openly admit that I thought Griffiths needed a move from Celtic to get his form back. Um, and well, he's proven me wrong, and good on him. And give him a Scotland point of view. Um, I, I would have agreed with what you said about that because I thought Lee Griffiths was going to need a move away as well because I don't, I didn't think he was going to move Edward. I didn't expect Celtic to switch to three five two so that they can both play. And that seems to have helped quite a bit as well, because as much as Lee Griffiths can play well up front himself, uh, and, and he can play in a four five one or a four three three or whatever it is at the time, I think he does work best with a striker and you can see him and Edward are developing a good partnership up there. Yeah, just a shame Edward's not got a Scottish granny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, he's, he's, um, he's quite well respected in France, unfortunately. Um, yes. A bit of a Scottish he's some record for under 21, isn't he? His, his under 21 record is phenomenal. Um, so I, um, I'll be surprised if we hang on to Edward in the summer. Um, there's yeah. been talk of trying to make sure that we do, but we'll see. Somebody might come in with a bid that we can't refuse. Yeah. Celtic will just need to make sure they line up the, the next one. Um, you know, try and get lucky that they did with Edward and Dembele before him, but that will cost a bit of money. But Celtic have got it in the bank. I'm sure they'll find something. Yeah, but I've, I haven't seen anything come out yet, so I don't know what's going on. Um, certainly, it's not bio. <laughs> he's been all right when he's played, but nothing outstanding. Um, so yeah, um, I think there's there's what to be done in the summer to see what we can do in that position. But uh, uh, for in the meantime. Lee Griffiths back among the goals um, hopefully for Scotland as well Celtic yeah some other players that might be involved with Scotland or have been involved with previously Scotland in the Aberdeen squad obviously McKenna's missing but Mikey Devlin he didn't have his greatest games against Gomorrah last Wednesday um, after me saying about how it was going to be a nil-nil affair after the, the cup game that's it was an alright match Um Kilmarnock were missing power um, in the midfield so McKenzie played centre midfield I did not realise McKenzie really played centre midfield I thought he mainly played wide um, very good start McKenzie absolutely had a kind of decent shot that was saved you hit Devlin kind of kept on giving the ball away I think Brophy hit the post um, again a bit of hesitation from Brophy eh, Devlin Kabamba set up Brophy so they had a good few chances first half the penalty Mm. don't know I'm undecided plus I seen one I think was it English football I think there was one that hit the elbow but kind of similar situation and it wasn't given and that was after VAR so disappointing aye I, th- I, I um, think it's one of the ones that what's he meant to do is because um, it's in at his body I think maybe you could maybe de- give the penalty after a debate um, what you can't do is book him so I don't understand why it was a yellow card as well there's no way it's deliberate Aye, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, the actual penalty itself, Brophy sends Lewis the, the wrong way, so kind of fair enough there. But aye, I don't even know if I'd shout for it if it was all the end. Maybe I would. I don't know. I, I think that's the way I always try and think of a penalty. Would you shout for it if it was, a, if it was the other end? Aye, I'd try that as well. Shout for it. Oh, you know what I mean? If it had been the other way, the other way around. So it's not so much would I shout for it as would I still think of a penalty after I've, thought, after I've shouted about it. <laughs> Yeah, because I I often shout for a penalty and go. Oh, actually, no, no, wasn't it? <laughs> ah, then you see it back and you look, look right through. Ah, uh, one of them. Um, the second goal again, kind of poor defending. Taylor turns his back on it. Kilty gets loads of space. At first, I thought what was Lewis doing, but actually it takes a a slight deflection. Um, so I think Lewis was probably well positioned for it, but two 0 down and the chances that Kamara could had, I'm thinking game over. This is the rugby park. Uh, undefeated run ending but credit to us again uh, mm-hmm. come back um, nice bit of play from Ferguson McLennan and decent ball winning then McGinn who's been in great, really good form recently for us um, slots out of A so decent stuff there and then Kennedy who's definitely coming on to a game at first I wasn't sure about the signing I don't know whether John I don't know if you were that sure either um, I wasn't able to convince until the, the um, Scottish Cup game um, up there, I thought they showed a lot more glimpses of what he can do. And he ended up injured in that game, um, but he certainly showed a lot of promise. I mean, I don't know um, how he played last week. So I've, unfortunately, I've not had the chance to see any midweek action at all. Oh, right. um, well, again, they were doubling up on him a bit. So, and even at the, the goal, uh, he set up. They were doubling up. He does well to get the ball into his left foot, gets across in, and then McLennan again with a header. Similar to a goal he scored the other week. Yeah, I'm um, with that. so yeah back in the game at 2 all, and then I don't know whether that maybe kind of spurred Kilmarnock back into life or we thought oh our point's good after being 2-0 down but we kind of stopped playing I thought um, didn't really kind of offer that much there was a chance that Maine had a header but he gets his angle on or just doesn't connect right with it um, and then Lewis makes a superb save from O'Donnell uh, a volley from a corner and tips it over and then you had Brophy had a free kick it was well saved but aye if you're a Kamarnock fan I think you'd be 
annoyed and I quite enjoyed going into work a couple of days after um, and talking to Kilmarnock fans because they just hate us. They just are like, we've <laughs> got to beat you at some point. Um, and then I did say to one of the guys, it's a Kilmarnock fan, I said, hey, don't worry, uh, you've got Hamilton and uh, the weekend and they rarely win two in a row. <laughs> so so he would not be happy again with me. Uh, <laughs> obviously what happened in the weekend, so uh, uh, I it's the first time they've done it in about two years. Yeah. I mean it's rare. I did think they would they would do alright, but I come on it looked good. I mean again in the, the, the cup game against us I think they've kinda of tried to kinda of change their style of play a wee bit. Um and it's gonna maybe work it's working a wee bit in terms of going forward. They're obviously very vulnerable going back the way. Um so Aye, entertaining game, better than what I expected because I did expect it was going to be another nil nil like early on in the season, like. But no, aye, good. Aye, so as you said, um, come on, they went on to lose to Hamilton um, in a very strange game because um, was it Miller got sent off after two bookings? Yeah, kind of soft to be honest. Um, but then. Um, Finally brought down Oganpole and he scored for the penalty spot for the, the only goal of the game. So, come on, I just there wasn't much the highlights to say that they made the extra man count at any point. So, uh, either be kicking themselves for this one. Hamilton just do what Hamilton do, and that's uh, you know just keep themselves in, and um, you know they find a way and dogged performance, and they're going to need that between now and the end of the season and a crucial win. But a goalkeeper slightly unlucky, I think it's. I think it's the power um, beats the uh, Brunescu more than anything or should he he does get a good hand to it doesn't he it's a good penalty I think he's unlocking what you say I think Kamara can out the race for top sets Uh, with three games left four points behind Hibs it's not. I mean, it's not impossible, but um, the the form hasn't been great. Obviously, last last week, um, but then Hibs' form isn't great either. It's St Johnson, I think, the one to look out for. Um, the other team that are in a bit of form. So I think he's going to take that top six spot. Maybe them. Yeah, they've been beaten the last five league games, I think. So, yeah, they're hitting form at a good time, and um, I think it was a bit of a smashing graph because what I saw in the highlights, Livingston looked as though they had the better chances. Have very few that there was, yeah. but St. Johnson took the one at Martin End and uh, good, great boy in Bedray, right? And Hendry finishes off very nicely and four uh, goals in six games. He's in form. Was he off? Strikers go into it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's watched sports scene, but the debate was whether he was offside or not. Given it was obviously the defender, it was on sports scene at the time. I think he may have been slightly biased about it. Um, <laughs> as per usual, sports scene had one camera angle. Yeah. He drew a line and well, he never was the conclusive. So who knows? Um, it was tight. Um, but aye, it was it was a good finish for Hendry. Um, not an easy one to take, I don't think. Uh, so aye, we're finished. Uh, the, the, the other stat that came out of sports scene uh, on Sunday there was uh, Livingston have only had two wins in grass in two seasons. It's mental, isn't it? Right. So uh, they obviously prefer playing in a plastic pitch. Well, uh, to be fair, Gary Holt made a good point about the state of the pitch on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And said it wasn't exactly the greatest conditions, whereby with the Astro, pretty much the game will be on. Yeah, uh, Livingston is the obvious one. Like, Livingston, Hamilton, and Kilmarnock have all got plastic pitches in the top five. Livingston's the one that sticks out like a sore thumb because their home form is phenomenal and yeah. their away form is mince. <laughs> um, it's still enough to take them into the top six, and I'd be surprised if they don't finish there. I know they're still not mathematically clinched it yet, but. I, um, I think they've got enough about them that they'll probably stay in there. I think they're probably, it's probably how St. Johnson come on up playing for that last spot. Um, but like I say, it's not mathematically impossible for Livingston to be caught. So, aye. Um, think and Marsh out for Hibs finishing third looks absolutely awful now. Uh, I thought they were in pretty good form, but obviously the back to back losses. Yeah. Can I just say with Livingston, um, they're post uh, pre-split matches um, they've got two home games against Hearts and Aberdeen and then their third one is a way to come on like another plastic pitch oh, so. <laughs> you said a third win there aye so you're, you're, you're well, nine, eh? nine points out of the next three <laughs> well after they're pushing for third place so Aberdeen did win it Levy early in the season yeah true one of the few mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, we've won there more times than Celtic. It's the only thing we can claim with for Celtic this season, so... <laughs> <laughs> we do alright at Rugby Park, we do alright at Lovey, it's just Hamilton, it's a bit hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, Lovison, Lovison don't even concede many goals at home. It's not just to pick up the wins, it's they don't concede much. Yeah, um, so eight goals at home in the, like this season. Yeah, two of which happened Which is, which is <laughs> after Celtic and Rangers are best in the league, they both conceded seven at home. Uh, so I, I, I reckon they'll be the top six. Um, I think Aberdeen still haven't clinched it mathematically yet. Um, we just need one point. Aye. So it's only because it's St Johnson's game in hand, I think. Um, That's a game coming up in Friday. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but you mean he's, he's managed to get the the one uh, on, on Saturday as well against Hams? Yeah, it's a bit like probably a bit of the reverse of what happened against Ross County, whereby we went down to 10 men. Uh, before we went down to 10 men, we looked like we weren't going to lose the game. And then on Saturday, it was a case until Hibs went down to 10 men. Um, we weren't really doing that much, but definitely helped us out. Yeah, I think we were back still in the, in the game, but... Um, it wasn't looking great as you say yeah. um, Boyle see it's a dive I'm not sure I mean it's um, he's certainly added that to his game recently we get done for uh, against Inverness in the cup last week for diving so he needs to be careful he doesn't build himself a reputation and then we had the other one at the other end with Doherty and Ferguson they're both kind of holding on to each other I can yeah. see why it's not given I think Dockery's doing a lot more holding than Ferguson is. Ferguson's arms back, but he's got a hold of him. But I, I agree that I can see why it's not given, but I still think it's a penalty. I think I think the winning cost is potential for a penalty. I um, would agree. Yes, that was a far. Aye, and sports seemed dismissed completely. Weird, that was weird. They were all, oh no, it went down too easily. No, I get taken it. To I don't think yeah, I, things one to go down easily as well. It's not like so. No, I thought Hanlon flattened him. But I wasn't surprised that Devlin didn't start on Saturday, as I say. He was not his best on, on Wednesday. And it's a shame in terms of how things are kind of working out just now for Devlin because when he first signed, he was arguably, I think, in better form than what McKenna was. Then he got injured. And he's kind of struggled to kind of get a settled start in the, line, in the team. I thought maybe when McKenna had been out, he was going to get a wee run and that would maybe help him out. But we went with uh, the back three of... Morgan Taylor and Contering, which before the game I was thinking, oh no, this isn't going to be good, especially against Hibs attack, but yeah, worked all right. Well, what's it after we went to 10 men? Because um, obviously, if we had to change the formation. Um, and then he went uh, Jimmy Calderwood on us later on and went to yeah. the back. Yeah. I think the problem with Devlin is he was having a great run up until just before the League Cup final, um, for, before they get called up for Scotland initially, because he, he missed the Scotland games and he missed the League Cup final, and ever since then it's been stop, start, stop, start, get injured in pre-season, and it's just been, you know, I think he needs a proper pre-season without breaking down. Um, yeah. And there's still the talk that we're getting Holborn back, yeah. so you would think of that, but I don't know how far away he is from being fit, but... Yeah. What I'll, what I'll say about playing against 10 men, I mean, it's easy to say uh, you, you only beat Hibs because you're up against 10 men, but sometimes it can be harder coming up against 10 men, depending on how the other team shut up shop, but obviously Hibs didn't do enough, and uh, I mean, it's a belt of a, an own goal for the first one uh, from Jackson, no, um, mm-hmm. one of the old classics that would have appeared in Christmas uh, videos and DVDs. I'm again with a cross, I uh, Constantly scrambles home the second one and um, cuts main finishes off nicely for the third one. Although I think the goalkeeper possibly could do better, but uh, we got the win. Right. We got the win, and uh, it's actually turned out an alright weekend. The way the results went our way because Muddle dropped points as well. Good uh, back to the main goal. No nice flick from Ferguson for to see him again. Yeah. Mhm. that Ferguson seems to, uh, I wouldn't say up his game, but he's certainly been in good form recently. Um, yeah. Still, probably hopefully should get more goals between now and the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be Scotland international at some point. Maybe it's too soon just now because of the competition. Um, he needs to he needs to start playing at right back or something like that. Centre back, he'd be a, he'd be in there or move up front even. Okay. But uh, midfield, I mean, but like I know it's no um, 
in the hour league, but Billy Gilmer the last couple of games against Liverpool and Everton, man of the match, both games. So. Yeah. And he's not guaranteed to be in the squad. Um, no. I... <sighs> Mental, but... Um, oh, it's, good to see. Well. it's a bit like before if we had no, we'd be complaining probably in the past about or oh, maybe players playing like a couple of games where they didn't Celtic and then they were like the clamour to get them in the in the squad and all that type of thing, so It's all about getting know. the guys that are in form at the time playing for Scotland. And Billy Gilmore is in form at the moment. You don't get you don't get man in a match in those big games without having played in form. So if you can if you can get the moment he's been under twenty ones, I think. But he could still get moved up. Aye. So, aye. I think the, um, the, th- the thing with Billy it's not as if he's been lurking about Chelsea's reserves and just been flung in for no. two games. He's been in the squad all season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've nurtured him in gradually and then decided against Liverpool last week, right, you're ready for this. And, all right, you've played well here. Go do it again, you seven. Two man of matches. Well done. Keep it going. And I think. I would certainly call him up. Uh, whether I'd start him against Israel if the game goes ahead um, is another thing. But, but yeah, Taylor was full of confidence anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. And then McTominay's in pretty good form as well. But maybe right. the big thing will be is whether McGinn's going to be ready. Aye, that's a big question. They said he was going to be ready. But even if he is ready, I mean, it's not that far. He's not going to have played much football before the game. But yeah, we are pretty well off in midfield because you even get the likes of Fleck, who's been doing well with Sheffield United. Ryan uh, Jardin's pretty well the last yeah. couple of games with Scotland. McGregor's been superb recently for Celtic. He's up to his yeah. game. Yeah, it's the centre of defence. As always, it's the problem. With when we, we, we have slim pickings there at the best of times. And in recent weeks, we've lost both Suter and McKenna. So, of the few that we could actually pick from, we've lost two of the good ones. Might be the time for Considine to make his debut. You know, there's worse ideas. Yeah. He's obviously in a bit of form as well. So I don't like maybe just now as he's been playing left part recently, but he is obviously more than capable of playing centre back. Yeah. He was really oh. good. actually really good at centre back Alan this season when he was playing. Yeah. The problem that Scotland had um throughout the ten qualifiers was we had I think it was eight different centre back partnerships and not one of the centre backs could step up and say, I deserve to um to start the game. McKenna was possibly one of them but even that would have been best of a, a bad bunch in terms of performances that we've put in um, it's hard to see who we start I mean I wouldn't have Charlie Mulgrew near the squad I mean I don't even think no. he's getting games for Wigan these days Finlay maybe but he's only had one cap against San Marino where he was about, used yeah. more going forward and um, he's been giving away a couple of last minute penalties recently um, Grant Hanley no. Cooper um, Cooper maybe Leeds have been in pretty decent form the last few games yeah. I wouldn't be adverse to Cooper starting. I thought he was okay against Russia. Um, he wasn't a great against Belgium, but nobody was. Um, but I'm disappointed Bates hasn't played more games because he went right. to Sheffield Wednesday and he's only played one game. I don't know what's happened there. Because um, he looked a prospect at one point. The, the other one I was thinking might have been a shoot in my shoot was Craig Halkett. But given <laughs> be... He played in against the Motherwell on Saturday. Maybe not. Um, Gallagher was in the last squad, wasn't he? The Motherwell. Gallagher's been the better of the two that have left Livy. Um, yep. We all thought Hal could be the one that kicked him. Oh. I think he's been poor this season. I know he had some injury, but I've not been impressed with him. Whenever he's been fit. I mean, like, we've not talked about the Hearts Motherwell game yet, but the, yeah, well, the long one well, is because he made an asset. But credit Hearts for getting back into it. Um, no, early in the season they might have given up already with that game, but uh, they've come back to a point. It's just a shame for them that other results, well, Hamilton result didn't go their way, but four points, they would have taken that out of the, the two games. It's just unfortunate for them, Hamilton took six. Yeah, I, I, I would totally agree. Um, I, even this, whether they look back at the end of the season and think actually that was a really hard down point because Marlow looked what they deserved to win the game from what I've seen in the highlights they just they, they never quite took the chances that they had apart from the long one obviously um, the the goal that the Hearts did get for the equaliser through Washington Slade and then after the Smith cutback um, was a well worked goal maybe Marlow think they could have kept it out but they, Marlow had other chances in this game that they could have put it to bed and didn't take them um, so ultimately like say Hearts fought their way back into this it might prove to be a big point for them come the end of the season. Um, 
but I, for Hearts now, it's all about making sure they can pick up the three points from Paisley. Yeah. Do you know St Mirren are, are about 2-1 to one for that game? Which is crazy, at home. Considering Hearts have been... And given, given, obviously. given Hearts in different form against everybody who isn't Hubs or Rangers, yes. um, coupled with the fact that St Mirren have actually been alright at home. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting game on Wednesday night. I think it'll be a draw. There have been a lot of draws. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, there's a lot of draws right now. That's the championship. So you had midweek five games. There was only one victory and four draws, and then at the weekend you had one victory and four draws. Aye, it'd be good if you had one of the wee bets, like in a, uh, like Millpool, you know that way. Yeah. Aye, I think the thing the crucial part of that though is that one, the the one victory was Alwan beating Inverness. So done your you maybe edging towards that title um, and I say edging because they have not been great recently no. uh, it's probably a good point for Partick Thistle uh, in other circumstances but given everybody else through apart from Alwa is probably one of the teams I want to try and catch um, maybe it wasn't <laughs> I was disappointed that has to be said in the championship at the weekend that there was no Friday night game I had an empty I was all set thinking <laughs> oh, alright cool get a wee Friday night game yeah so I think I ended up watching some kind of drug lords than on Netflix just said. Um, bye. <laughs> <laughs> was it like Narcos or something? Oh, no, I've, I've seen that. I've finished that. Even the new, the most recent series. No, it was actual drug lord. It was a kind of documentary on who did they start with? Oh, uh, El Chapo. <laughs> I know what I told you, but how did they actually end up marrying escapes from jail twice? <laughs> the tunnel thing is just ridiculous. Genius. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but talking of escapes, our party at this are going to escape the drop. Mm. I don't <sighs> think right so. now. Queen of they're, not, they're, they're not winning. Um, I, although Queen of the South aren't winning either. It's it's each, each between the two. Um, it's all that are picking up the points. So they're the ones that are calling themselves away. Um, and they're running out of time. There's what, 10 games left for Thistle? And 9 games for Queen of the South? Still time, but yeah. it's they need to start moving at some point, and it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Queen says she do a winning Friday night's game. What's that? I was just saying Queen says they're playing Friday night's game against uh, Air. They could do a victory in that one. Aye, Aye and Queen says they're waiting yeah. for less on Tuesday because um, they're so hoping to confirm them. Well, this is both teams' chance to claw back. I mean. It's got a hard game with Thistle. Certainly need to win. Um, won't be easy against the Vermont. They've been okay recently, but I think if Partick lose that, massive, massive trouble if they're not already. Yeah, I'll do. Um, Clyde had a good week. Three wins in a row at home. Which is probably Aye. pulled them away for relegation. Well, the playoff. Ten points clear of far far. Aye, I think they're probably safe now. They're too far behind to call up the other side of the table, but um, aye, I think that, that's been not mathematically safe, but they're in a much secure position now. Peter uh, Head, even more than Emma, eight points behind, so aye, it's looking like it's... It's looking like Stranraer's doomed, and it's between Peter Head and Fafa for the playoff. Stranraer has been doomed for ages, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the other end of the table, the Wraith for currently they all one. Um, so as you were there uh, aye so East 5 aye because the big game was there East 5 wasn't it aye aye they picked up the win so, so much for East 5 joining that battle for the top yeah Wraith and Falkirk played each other in the uh, rearranged game and it finished a 1-0 draw so Wraith still in front I saw Lee Miller scored um, and he showed pictures uh, Falkirk showed pictures from his first goal for Falkirk and his latest goal with gap of 17 years nice <laughs> <laughs> got a game tomorrow night as well wasn't it? Snod and Montrose so Montrose could get in at the top four mm-hmm. we're not giving hearts they obviously had a good win at the weekend there but it was against Stan now so <laughs> it was a home to Stan as well and in League 2 it's still a 10 point gap because both Cove and Edinburgh won uh, Kovac had a bit of a battle, yeah, a 3-2 win over bottom table Beacon City, who 
They're still seven points behind Albion Rovers. Albion Rovers' form is honking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost, well, they lost Edinburgh City, um, but they've lost like, the last, well, I don't know, the last five according to the BBC website at least. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, but I break it up, picking up enough points to catch them. So. Yeah, seven points and Albion have a game in hand. Yeah. Um, so, I, it's looking looking doomed for breaking right now. And I was just wondering if they two were playing at the weekend. Albion's at Rovers at home at the Queen's Park breaking with Elgin. Uh, Elgin are still chasing the, the playoff spot because they, they took it back off Queen's Park at the, the weekend there. Elgin won in 3 1 at Stirling Albion, where Queen's Park were drawing at Stennis Muir. Uh, so it's either when you guys, but it's still not starting to shoot there, but um, we'll get Cowden Beath there against City and Queen's Park all a point separating the three of them. So. And then time for our weekly pyramid chat. I actually think we didn't talk about it that much last week, but we've got a bit it's of a hard time. I know, how we're busy. We've got a bit of a clearer picture, but then it's still a bit muddy. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, the West of Scotland League. So, Today, 51 teams have expressed interest. Now, there's a difference here between expressing interest and whether they're actually going to take part in this league. And this Thursday, there is a meeting um, which will detail how the application process will look. Now, the confusion thing for me and for all the juniors as well is who actually is going to run this league because there seems to be two proposals on the table. Yes. One, whereby the lower league are the ones that are the governing body and the other whereby the West Juniors um, is in control which I can't understand how the latter would happen because as far as I'm concerned if the teams from the Juniors go into this pyramid then realistically there are no Junior teams anymore so I don't see how the West Juniors can uh, have control of it however I think that's probably why there's been so many delays to this is because they don't want to lose power which well, fair, we spoke about it a wee bit and it's always a problem in Scottish football power and people want to preserve what they've got. So, I would think that surely it's going to be the folk in charge of the league that's going to be in charge. But, who knows? We'll see what happens. Hopefully, this Thursday we've got a bit more information as to what's happening. Right. Um, well, the, the statement that Clyde Bank put out said they were back in the one that was run by the SFA. Well, that doesn't they, 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 they think they're a senior club, no matter what, and basically don't have much uh, regard for the juniors. So, aye, does he surprise me? Um, and then the actual deadline for completion is the end of this month, right. which hopefully should tie in nicely with a, a guest we've got lined up, a manager from one of the teams in the West Juniors. So. Mm. It, we shall see but yeah the actual meeting itself will be in April as to how it's going to appear which aye aye and the, the successful plan, uh, all, all the all the clubs that are successfully applied were in going to judges houses um, with an audition I mean oh wait that's X Factor no mind aye well but I, I definitely I, I don't know I, 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 I've said I, I definitely can't see how the juniors can be in charge of it but who, who knows I think the the chance of the juniors being in charge of it probably disappeared when the, the working group fell apart. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem I've got here is that if they're saying that there's two proposals, does it not mean that potentially I could be further delays because some folk will say, well, we want to go with the Lowland one, some folk will say, we want to go with the junior mm-hmm. one. Yep. And then we end up, they were not in a position whereby it's sort of been the one. We end up with a spot. Um, aye. Or there might be the case as well, whereby some teams go, well, I'm not really sure, maybe I'll just wait a season and see what happens. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think there will be a chance for that, it's not as if it's going to be a close shop after this, because in the East, uh, a Scotland which was obviously set up by a back of teams progressing. Um, there were some teams that went straight away, whereas other teams were a wee bit more cautious and went, nah, no, we'll wait and see how they're going on. And obviously, the teams from the East have been thriving in the lower league that season, like Sakelty and Bonnydick. So, the West being stronger, you would think they will thrive even more when they get a the chance to play less. So. That's super. Yeah. 
Um, just a, a wee bit sad on using the um, the juniors um, as a game involving Kenusti. They were um, the game got abandoned because of a serious leg injury to Harvey Daly. It sounds like he actually broke his leg, um, and they're having a they're having a collection at the um, at their weekend friendly against Breakin Fix Phil's um, old club to try and help him out because he's going to be out for a quite a while, and it's not as if like in you know senior football we're the players still get their wages and you know, are looked after by the clubs. You know, it doesn't quite well out of juniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's probably having to take time off work as well, which isn't good. So, best of wishes to to Harvey and his recovery. Yeah, you know, we didn't talk about one game, right? We missed Sunday's action at Dingwall. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Did you get anyone even noticed? I know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be honest, I, I looked like it was a, a fairly decent game. Um, both teams had decent chances, including the Ross County. Obviously, the, the host team um, tried to pile on the more pressure with Rangers. Um, but, uh, Two big saves from McGregor. Aye, aye, McGregor had two. It was, it's funny because um, if you look at the, the statistics for this game, Ross County only had three shots in the entire game. Um, one was blasted into the stand, and McGregor saved the other two. All three of which made the highlights. So I actually looked a lot more balanced this game in the highlights than the stats would suggest. Um, because the, st- the stats suggest Rangers dominated that. Um, ultimately, they did only get the, the single goal, which was the, the deflected effort for Ryan Kent. In fact, it was double deflected, um, which probably fitted the goalkeeper. Uh, but other than that, I thought the, the, the goalkeeper had a, a decent game. Um, and it, 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 for the longest time, this looked like another chance for Rangers to drop more points. Um, there, there was a penalty claim in this game, um, but there was a good debate on sports scene about it about where he actually put your arm because he was kind of dragging it behind him as he was sliding, um, which is kind of the natural way you slide. Um, so it goes again. It goes back to the letter of the law saying if your hand is in that position, then it's, then it's a penalty. But I don't know. I think that's a tricky one because his, his hand is, his hand looked like it probably was where it should be. So can you have a penalty then? But if Rangers didn't give a penalty, and this game finished one not an Rangers, so it's probably right to be honest. And then we've got their game coming up in midweek against Leicester. Yeah, aye, aye. So uh, that's, that's the, the the last remaining um, Scottish representative in Europe. Um, whether they will play in front of a uh, live stadium audience or not is still up in the air thanks to the coronavirus um, I think they said the home game is going to be alright but the away game is doubtful because I think that's the biggest uh, right. impacted region in Germany so right so um, Leverkusen said they're more nothing advice um, on it so they haven't made any decision yet and this is Monday night uh, the game takes place on Thursday uh, I'm sorry, a week on Thursday because the home legs, the, the first game's at Ibrox. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a long time between now and then um, as to whether that'll happen or not. But I think you're right, I don't think anything's going to happen um, at Ibrox. I think that game will go ahead in front of a, a full stadium um, ahead of Sunday's top of the table clash in Scotland. Because right, we've seen obviously events affected in the rugby. We've yeah. already had the early games called off, but then there's been the news that. France games getting called off. Yeah, that's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which thanks again, Ireland. I think so. Eh? Yeah. Right, so that's it's all over the place. I think there's a few other leagues have suspended stuff. Um, I think La Liga. No, not La Liga. Liga in in France um, said they're going to play uh, behind closed doors until um, the start of April. Serious. Aye, it was a Aye, um, so there's a, there's definitely a lot of suspensions happening right now. Yeah. Um, whether it will affect yeah. English football, or Scottish football, we seem to be a bit more keen to carry on as we are. Um, even the the advice of the government is they're not quite at the they haven't moved from one stage to another. I can't remember the exact word of it. I think uh, it's probably just the fact it's not spread that much yet. Aye, they're expecting it to. Crossed, it still, it remains like that, but. 
we can see how it's been, how it's going to, how it's increased in the likes of Italy, Germany, and different things like that. It's just, just a minor note. Just a minor note with it. I, um, I checked with the guy at Broadwood. Um, at the moment, um, there's no issues with our game um, in the 29th, but of course they will let us know if anything changes, and yeah. if it was in a capital letter. So um, we have no plans to cancel uh, the backline side game, which is so important. Um, with regards to um, raising money for back on site um, and by chance we have an ambassador coming on our podcast next week um, from another podcast, Cal McFadden who does the CFB podcast um, we'd actually lined him up before they get made an ambassador so yeah, we're looking forward to that um, it's, I don't know if you guys have listened to it, his podcasts are really good and comes across a nice guy as well so yeah we're looking forward to Cal coming on next week and he's a Morton fan um, I see you had Joe Harper on recently. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet, but oh, that'll be a card on it work job. That I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, as we're now into the, the same Winter game is scheduled to take place, all things being well, um, we are banging on quite a bit about it because we're keen to get as many people involved as possible. And we don't um, apologise. Nope, not apologies in the slightest, um, because back on side do some amazing work. We're looking to raise as much money as possible. So, as always, if you can come along on the 29th to Broadwood, feel free. Uh, it's a fiver at the gate, uh, a pound for kids. Um, if you can't make it, then there'll be a just given link in this podcast description. Um, and we've been tweeting it often enough as well. Um, we're we're getting a raffle. Raffle. Um, we have any number of things you can get involved in. So, um, any help that you can give us for uh, raising money for back on site is duly appreciated. Yeah, definitely. And um, we've started the series of the blogs as well about what the game means. So I got the ball rolling with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, get some nice feedback from a, a few a few people, including um, Paul McGrill's brother, Alan. Um, I sent him a message directly because I wanted him to see you know, how I reacted, because when Paul McGrillan took his life, my reaction was, um, you know, how selfish. Uh, that was just a typical reaction of some people back in 2008 who were oblivious. Thankfully, I've got a bit more understanding, and Paul's brother, you know, said to me that he was pretty much the same. Um, so, it just, uh, you know, asking why. Um, now he's got a little bit more understanding that also Paul at the time needed, needed help, but didn't ask for it, because probably didn't know what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show the great strides that's happened in the last uh, even what, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. um, between how... I mean, you're not the only one that was thinking that way back then as well. I mean, I'm kind of probably the same boat where I was not understanding completely what's... How, the position that these people are in when they take their life and when they're... even those that are contemplating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are a bit more switched on to these things now. We might not be quite as understanding as we should be at times. Um, certainly, being kind to each other would be a big benefit. Um, yeah. But it's it, there's certainly been a lot of progress in that period of time, which is great to see. Yeah. A lot more can be done. Um, a lot more help can be sought after. Uh, and back on side, they're one of the people that are providing that. I think as well we're awareness then um, obviously there's more awareness now but there's, there's certainly more that can be done um, oh, without, without being flippant obviously there's been a thing with the coronavirus recently whereby the government have stepped in and awareness how to prevent things and different things like that and the government should be stepping in and saying about what's happening in the UK with increasing suicides and what they can do maybe to kind of prevent it reduce it anything at all whereas they seem to yeah. I wouldn't say t- take a blind eye but there could be certainly more done it uh, in those circles, I think. Well, there was Alan Burroughs, the Muddle Chief Executive, talking about uh, another three Muddle, young Muddle fans um, took their life. And I remember a documentary not long ago, they were talking about uh, about three or four from that Muddle Boys um, section that are in that corner next to their waistline, who give such good backing to their team. And there's a few of them that have taken their life, you think. Well, um you know, but it just shows that we need to um, raise awareness to get the help to these people. Um, anyone who's suffering needs to talk. But probably more importantly, um, people need to listen and not say things like man up and get a grip on all this. Say me, the man up thing to do is admit admit the problem. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and we've said before as well, if anyone at all wants to talk or anything like that, drop us a message in the podcast account or individual accounts and be more yeah. happy to chat. Yeah, definitely. Certainly know from my neighbours' experience that it's, um, you know, I'm certainly trying to get more of awareness going and try and um, learn a bit more. I mean, I'm by no means an expert. I mean, I would recommend that people speak to an expert, but yeah, I'm more than happy to try and learn and try and help out where I can. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the other thing you have to realise that you aren't going to solve all the problems for them. Um, but listening can make such a big difference in itself. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, we're looking for the game and um, I'm sure it'll be good fun in the day. And oh yeah, yeah, you'll be good to play along so with some former players. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting the half-time oranges. Oh, is it half-time <laughs> jelly babies now? Seem to see it's all going to be like sweets jelly and all babies. that. Oh, aye, aye. That's what it they, they need the, the sweets for the energy and all that type of thing and you get a wee energy squish things and all that <laughs> energy squish things you know, you know what I mean you've seen them you, you can tell we're not not a podcast that just freely endorses certain products can't you, you you've <laughs> seen the, you've seen the players have them I don't know what their, their actual proper term I know, is I, but I know the thing you mean I <laughs> see you understand see, pro, it's probably most of us as well as well they'll, they'll be thinking what are they called oh aye they, they energy squish things aye other proper podcasts would be fully endorsed, but they need to be a script now telling you to go and buy them and how, how you can get a special offer if you put in a special code into the website where you buy them because you listen to their podcast. No, us, no, no. They be, be squishy thing. Aye, you know what I mean? Aye. You know, it's technical. What would you need to let people know is stop buying so much toilet roll? Because <laughs> it could be a serious problem for me after tonight. That, that would be that. Stop buying so much pasta. I'm going to starve. Aye, I seen that earlier at Tesco. It's limited to five per person. I've never noticed it before. What I'm thinking. Yeah. Wait, I, why are they buying toilet roll tissues? Pasta, I like a variety of pasta. I, I I enjoy my pasta. I eat a massive amount of pasta. <laughs> favorite, what's your favourite pasta? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Because uh, to me, my, when you ask your favourite pasta, you're asking about shape like. <laughs> Aye, well, basically, aye, but they, they all do, they're all designed for different things in terms of sauces and all that and different things. I'm a, I don't have it often, but I like Papa Deli. It's like a, can I, 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 do, I do like Penny. Like posh spaghetti. Yeah. Aye, yeah. I can't yeah. remember Penny. Yeah, I like Penny, yeah. Versatile. But I always nice. Uh, the wee shell ones, what they called? Congelli, I think it is. Thank you. Play for that one. Did you not play for that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did try to get coronavirus. Do, do you know, oh. I, I need to ask people to stop bulk buying the pasta because that's what I have every day for my lunch. Um, let me, let me buy every day for your lunch. At work, yeah. Pasta, pasta every day for your lunch. Yes. Oof. Are you one of them that in pasta and takes it in now? Yeah. Right. Oh, made uh, from scratch, aye. Oh, right. Pasta machine. No, not the pasta machine. <laughs> you put it in the packet. Just That's scratch. Open packet, boil and water. Yes. Done. And, and, then, and then pour a sauce on top of it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. well, I've, I've plain and simple ham sandwiches. See, there's a part to limit the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that was discussion before. Oh, yeah. I really, I really want to call this podcast limit the cheese now. <laughs> I think it's, um, iro- it's ironic that um, you know people are bulk buying on a food made in Italy, but um, a country that's got the, what, the biggest problem in Europe with this virus. I <laughs> you can't catch it that way, I suppose. I know it? you can't catch it that way, for God's sake. Plus, there'll be a lot of people saying, "What? Pasta from Italy?" <laughs> At this moment in time, it's like. And then going, I'm not eating pasta. I'll just order a Chinese. I am eating that foreign food. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'll get a chicken tikka Don't over panic, people. Order light, aye. Order light. I know. Going back to something I noticed um, in sport, the rugby. Did you see Adam Hastings' mum and dad kissing in the uh, stadium? How embarrassing for him. He was so, impressed. And they were playing France, weren't they? Yes. Hope it was tongues in. Well, I don't know. It wasn't a continental kiss anyway. 
So yeah. really tagging this out. <laughs> we need to <we> buy <laughs> We need to buy the book um, How to End a Podcast. We're getting uh, worse every week. I think we just we're trying to like get lighter notes and all that. We always try and finish on a a lighter note coming and it just goes off on a tangent, doesn't it? <laughs> Plus we've had a bit of food chat for a while as well. Usually it's pies, but we've gone uh, gone fancy with the pasta. Continental. Be sponsored by Napoli Nut next week. <laughs> We're still waiting for the Brewdog deal. That's what we're really, really wanting. Yeah. So if you're Phil. listening, anyone that's involved with Brewdog, get in touch. Yeah. It's no heart, no. I'm on a podcast. Drink Smirnoff Ice. Let's face it. Did you get me the programme? Are you on the Smirnoff Ice again? Of course. <laughs> it's tasty. No, it's good. I know it's like I'm 17 again, but... Tasty. It's refreshing. <laughs> and I'm not reading that for a script. <laughs> but I, we should probably end the evening's podcast. I say evening, you could listen to that same theme of day. <laughs> but to us, it's the evening. Because we've had that discussion before about when folk listen to it and all that type of thing. First thing on Tuesday morning, hope you're listening to Tuesday morning. As soon as it comes out. I like to think that people are like sitting anxiously on their computer or phone or whatever, just now waiting for us to release the podcast. And then they listen to it straight away. It should come up as a notification on their phone. Still if they do it the right way, aye. If they do it the right way and they have the yeah. apps and whatever and different things like that, so. Yeah. I'd like to think, I think Phil McGuire's got our podcast um, up in his list of favourites. I'd like to think. I should hope so. We'll have him on as a guest. <laughs> Um, and he's, so he's got his podcast up in the yeah. uh, not, he doesn't bother with the rest he's just got a one yeah <laughs> Paul Dykes is, is listening to the one with him on it he's probably not bothered about this we'll probably not bothered going forward <laughs> did give us a new a, a good few new followers as well we have been did, them up yeah. gradually um, so if you want to get in touch say hello say hello mm-hmm. yeah. Chop a, a Paul's, Paul's been good in promoting the game as well mm-hmm. um, and obviously got Frank McGarvey so um, yeah, looking forward to meeting up with Paul on the day. And, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed listening to a Celtic State of Mind last week after the podcast because I went and listened to the one with the Supernaturals getting up. Paul was the one that was said. Kevin, it was good. Cool. Right, good. We can probably finish this now. Yes, yes. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> we'll start chatting about music and Supernaturals and favourite song or something like that. So, yes, we'll be back next week with a special guest. Yeah. Yeah, Cal. And we've guests lined up as well. Mm-hmm. So, cheers. 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 It's finally over. Cheers.